all shook up. No, I didn't start it on announcements. I just, without crying, <laughs> what Angie said just really shook it to my core. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Bless the Lord. Come on. There's a baby. Bless the Jesus. Come on. There's a baby just seen it. Whole place filled. Yeah.
Amen. 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 Well, here at Impact, we believe with in worshiping God, not just with our mouth, but with our money. Amen. Amen. You are not giving to us, but when you sow a seed, you are giving through us. Because we have a vision bigger than these four walls. That's right. A vision that's going out to the community yes, to change people's right. lives and do it all for the glory of God. Yeah. So we want to encourage you today, if you can and you will, give to this ministry as God has so richly given you, the Bible says. You know, I was asking God yesterday and praying because, you know, we just don't just do everything on a whim. We actually talk to God around here, you know. Come on. And I was asking him, I said, God, what can I tell these people to encourage them? Because the Bible is full of moments where people give and God gives. God so loved the world that he gave yeah. his only begotten son. Amen. Amen. And so he took me to Malachi. He took me to this verse in three, uh, verse 6. It says, I am the Lord and I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. And as I pondered on that, I heard the Holy Spirit say, He is a God that is constant and He's consistent. It's only because of Him that you are living and alive and breathing here today. It is because He has stopped the devourer. He has stopped the, the, the decreaser in your life. And he said, I change not even if you change. That's I'm right. glad he doesn't change like we do. Right. I'm glad that he doesn't give to me the way I give to him. Yeah. Yeah. And right. so as I thought about that, I said, I just wept. I said, God, thank you that you are constant. Even when I fail, yeah. he doesn't fail. Yeah. Even Amen. when I don't have enough, he's more than enough. Amen. And he goes on and he says, would a man rob God? And they said, how have we robbed you? He said, in your tithes and your offerings. Yeah. And because of that, he said, there's a curse on your family. And not only that, he said, it's going through your generations. Yeah. Your lack of obedience to God and his word and your tithe is bringing curses on our families and leaving it for the next generation. Yeah, that's right. So today I encourage you to give, not because we need your money. But because God is wanting to bless you, yes. to provide for you, and whether you are obedient or not, God's always the same. Amen. 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 Praise God. So you can go online and be a partner with us at impact-ironton.com. That's impact-ironton.com. Also, there's a box in the back by the left. You can uh, make a check out Impact Church, or if you have cash, which so many of you eloquently do, thank you. There's envelopes back there. If, you would, uh, if you'd like to put an envelope, if not, just drop it in that box. But not only are we going to continue to worship with our tithe and our offering, but we have a powerful message. Our yes. own Pastor David Amos Amen. is in you and ready to go. So we're just going to go straight into the Word of God. He's ready to start preaching right now. Let's all put your hands together for the name of God. Sissy. 
I hope that God offends you. Come on. I hope I offend you out of your sin. Come on. Come on. Come on. There's a song we're going to sing, and if you sing it, you'll miss your miracle. But if you proclaim it, you'll get it today. Come on. This is what God said to me while we were worshiping. He would speak to you if you get over yourself. Mm. You are the reason you don't get have your miracle, says the Lord. Come on. Amen. Yeah. God said it's not me, it's you. Yeah. And I'm going to prove that to you in scriptures. Because God won't release a miracle and he won't release the fire until the offering's right. Mm, yeah. That's true. When the offering's wrong, the fire won't come. And when the fire doesn't come, it doesn't matter who prays for you, you ain't getting it. Yeah. Right. Amen. And so we're going to sing this song, and I think it's a song about fire. Am I right? Yeah. Chef fire. Fire. Chef fire. Fire. We need the fire. Yes. I'm going to preach or teach to you today about when the fire came to the altar because they had the right sacrifice and the right offering. Elder Rick, come here. You're, you know the Bible. Come here. Stand right over here. Look at these people. So what I'm about to say, you shake your head up and down. Yes, if what I'm saying is true. <laughs> so, so Elder Rick, let me come down here and stand with you. I love you. So when the priests would prepare the sacrifice and offering, because if the offering wasn't right, there would be no fire. Yes or no? Right. And so they would take the skin off of the animal. Is that right? Right. They would burn what was under the skin and discard the skin. Is that right? Right. You get that? Yes. So here's, I'm about to show you why you can't get a miracle. Come on. Because you're letting something get under your skin. Mm. Woo! You're letting something get under your skin. You're not supposed to have skin. And everything that's under your skin is supposed to be on that altar. Yeah. And God refuses to touch you until you take off the skin and put everything else on the altar. And so if you're here this morning and you got something under your skin, I suggest, I suggest you deal with that before your miracle bypasses you Come and gets you in. You have to take off the skin and then take what remains and place it on the altar. Amen. So I don't care what has happened to get under your skin, God simply allowed that to show you you still got the skin that you're not supposed to have. Amen. Come on. Yeah, that's good. I'm a Christian. If something don't go my way, I have nothing like do you want fire? Yes. Do you want fire? Yes. I mean, do you want heaven to invade this place yes. this morning? Yes. Then we got to remove the skin. Yeah. Because the only reason anything can get under your skin is because you're wearing a skin you're not meant to wear. Mm. That's good stuff. You ought to thank God that you don't have skin that you're getting under. Mm. Is this Impact Church of Ironton, Ohio this morning? Yeah. Is this yeah. a remnant that can handle the truth of God? Yeah. So close your eyes. I'll give you a chance to get right with God right now before you take communion and welcome the wrath of God into your life. Come on. Because you got things under your skin. All eyes closed. The Apostle Paul said, I would that all men would raise up holy hands. God's causing everything to get you right. 
Lift up your hands right now in this sanctuary and ask God to remove the skin in your life. God, you can't get my heart on the altar till I remove the skin. You can't get the mind. You can't get my mind. You won't take it. You won't consume it till I remove the skin. So, Lord, I repent today of everything and every person that I've ever allowed to get under my skin. I'm not praying that you change them. I'm praying that you change me. Remove the skin. Take everything off of me so that I can lay myself on the altar and the fire can come and consume me. I'm tired of the skin getting in the way. Don't be quiet. Don't get quiet. Your skin's still on you. Cry out to God with a voice like a like the sound of a of a of a trumpet and shout unto the Lord and tell the Lord right now every time something or someone has got under your skin you need to pray right now and ask God to forgive you because if you didn't have skin it wouldn't have got under you it wouldn't have irritated you come on come on Come on, we're not playing games this morning. We're not going through ceremony and motion. We're getting ready for fire this morning. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Keep crying out. Come on. Come on. Get real with him. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let the spirit of Thursday night break loose on a Sunday morning. Now, if you're ready for fire, shout fire. fire. If you're ready for a miracle, shout fire. fire. So this is what they would do. They would take off the skin, and then they would take everything else and place it on the altar. And if God accepted it, fire would come. I welcome you right now. We're about to sing a song about fire. I am desperate for fire. Yeah. Amen. I'm desperate for fire. Amen. I don't care if I'm the only one that gets it. I'm going out of here blazing on fire today. Yeah. We move these walls out of the way. I'd love to see the remnant gather all around this altar while we sing this song. Lift up your holy hands and present yourself as a sacrifice unto God as we sing this song. Come on, get a little closer. Get out of your pew. There's, there's Christ over COVID this morning. Don't kneel down at the altar. Present yourself standing before God at the altar. We're going to sing this song. We're singing. Come on, we're going to call out for fire. It's a Holy Ghost party today. It's a Holy Ghost party today. Fire today. Come on, come on. It's a party.
Pastor Kevin, you probably ought to get behind it. So, so God put fire in this hand, didn't you? He set this thing on fire. And one of the things that I'm still learning as I mature is I want to put this hand on everybody, but I'm learning that God won't release fire on just anybody. And I'm learning as I travel across the country sometimes, and Pastor Blakey says, I'm watching you. And he says, I can tell. Sometimes you're just testing. And I said, yeah, I'm testing. I want to see if they're cold. I want to see the fire. I want to see. And sometimes, sometimes, Karen, as I'm traveling and I'm ministering, I so desperately want someone to get their miracle. And it doesn't work. And I found out this morning, Wendy, why it doesn't work. God said to me, you can't put hands on them because their skin still showing. Ah. Woo! And God won't let there be fire upon the altar until the skin is gone. Amen. And I just watched the Holy Ghost take off a layer of yes. your skin, Elder Dell. Yes. And he already set you free from depression. You done walked out of that grave. But listen, there's fire. And so here's what the Lord says today. You are about to get a reset miracle. Someone Come on! Reset. Come on! to reset your mind where you're going to wake up in the morning and your mind is going to get younger and still older. Your memory is coming back today.
You ought to write that down. I said, some of you have a fire that's going to get you killed. You better not miss next week. I was ready to preach on this this Sunday, but as I was doing the opening, there was too much in the opening for me to ever get to the strange fire. So, say, so preach on, preacher. Preach on, Twenty-nine souls saved in the ER while she's frustrated. Only fire can do that. Yeah. Only fire can do that. If you miss Thursday night, you miss an opportunity to shout over some incredible testimonies. Yeah, Stand up, Pastor Kim. We love you. Stand up. Come on. Stand up. Honor this mighty woman. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't able to be with me at the big meeting. And she wasn't frustrated that she couldn't be with us at the big meeting. She was delighted to not be there because she was out preaching the gospel somewhere else on Wednesday night. But it wasn't just somewhere else. She was in Louisa, uh, Kentucky, at, at a recovery center there for those that are battling addiction. And she walked in there on Wednesday. But what you need to understand is that seven years to that date, earlier, she was there herself as a patient and a client. Someone that was in the chains of sin and addiction, but she came to Impact Church in Ironton, Ohio, and God set her on fire. Miracle. It's impossible to please God without faith. Mm. 
Amen. So if God promised you one, you ought to already be celebrating it's on his way. Yeah, that's right. Because the yeah. more you act like it's not coming, the more distance you're putting between you and the miracle. Yeah, that's true. It's impossible, impossible to please God without faith. Sometimes we continue to beg and plead with God, showing him we don't believe him at the word that he's given us. And that just puts distance between us and the miracle. If you don't believe that you can cause yourself to miss the miracle, just ask Moses who didn't get to get yeah, to the promise. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I am desperate. I prayed with a remnant here at 9 o'clock this morning, and they will tell you that we prayed around this altar. My heart is so heavy. God, help me help them get to their promise. Yeah. That's what I want to see God do yeah. in their life. So this series, I want to, this is called Sacrificial Fire this morning. We've been talking about fire. We've been inspired by the fact that the Apostle Paul was on a ship, and, and he was shipwrecked. Now, I haven't mentioned yet, but this is important to know, that, that Paul warned them before they got on the ship. Isn't that right, Elmer Rick? He said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go this way. I know the seasons. I know the lay of the land. I know, I know the water. And if we go that way, it's not going to work because he knew the seasons. They didn't listen to him, and they ended up shipwrecked. You need to understand, to get to your miracle, you've got to understand God's seasons. Mm -hmm. Write that down. Yeah. You have to understand the seasons so you know how and where to travel in the spiritual realm. Yeah. This is why you need to know the holidays, not that the, the culture places on the calendar, but the holidays that God placed on his calendar and has invited us to participate in. You have to know the seasons so that you can not end up shipwrecked. Mm. Amen. Yeah, amen. And so he, Paul knew the seasons, but they didn't listen. They got on a boat, and of course a big storm comes, they're shipwrecked, they ride the ruins of the ship, they end up on an island. When they get on the island, Paul does not try to rebuild the ship that was supposed to get them somewhere and got them nowhere. Instead, he began to build fire. Here's the reality. We are where we are, however we got here. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do any good to talk about all the time how we got stuck on the island of COVID-19. It doesn't do any good to post about how we got stuck on the Democratic presidential island right now. Yeah. Stop it, you're embarrassing yourself. That's right, amen. Yeah. Amen. It. Stop it. It doesn't matter how we got here. What matters is we are here. Yeah, that's right. My God, I'm about to preach. I, I need to chain a cuff to cuff me to this thing so I'll teach what God's given to me. Listen, Paul didn't spend all of his time pointing out and posting. We wouldn't be on this island if everybody would have voted to go a different path. I tried to warn everybody about this. You know why Paul didn't do that? He had fire. Mm, yeah. And so when he ended up on the island, he went and he got some stuff to help with fire. Yeah. Of course, that caused snakes to come out. And anytime you're trying to build fire, snakes will come out when there's fire. But snakes have been biting this ministry for a long time, and I'll continue to shake them over the fire, watch them get consumed while we get blessed. Shout amen. 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 And so, so we, we've been inspired that we're not trying to rebuild what has never worked. We're just going to set up camp and build fire. Shout build fire. Build fire. fire. I don't need a new car. I need fire. I don't need a new house. I need fire. I don't need a new job. I need fire. 
I am where I am. What I need is fire yeah. where I am. Yeah. Now, God has, as we've seen over the last few weeks, he has historically, biblically, manifested himself in fire. And we've seen that through scripture. We're going to see it again today. It is the fire that has led the people from persecution to provision. When you're not being led by fire, you're just going to stay in chains. Yeah, that's true. Did you hear me? That's yeah. true. And so you don't need a cold heart leading you. You need a warm heart leading you. Amen. You're listening to a cold hearted spouse and listen to the warm heart of God. Amen. It'll change your life. So, I, I want to show you that in order for there to be fire in, in the New Covenant and in the Old Covenant, this one thing is consistent. In order for there to be fire, there must be sacrifice. Amen. That's right. There has to be an offering for there to be fire. Mm. Some of you, after you hear this, if you'll not hear it with a simple mind, but if you'll really hear this, you'll have to repent for all the times you criticize people taking offerings. Mm. You're not my source, so I don't care if I offend you this morning. You're just the current resource that God's using, but he can use another. I'm going to show you truth today. Turn in your Bible to Leviticus chapter 9. There must be sacrifice for there to be fire. There has to be an offering. Now watch this. And I'm not leading you up to take an offering for money, so get that religious spirit out of your mind already. It's not where I'm heading with this. In Leviticus chapter 9, it says, On the eighth day, say the eighth day. Eighth day. Moses summoned Aaron, his sons, and the elders of Israel. And he said to Aaron, Take a young bull for a sin offering. Circle that in your Bible, because I'm going to show you how there's three offerings in one verse, and you get upset because someone asked you once to participate in an offering. American Christianity is such a current embarrassment when it's compared to authentic Christianity. Amen. It's true. Amen. We should be giving more, not less. Mm. Yes. So watch this. So Moses summons Aaron and the elders of Israel and his sons. And they take a bull for a sin offering. So underline that. There's offering number one. A sin offering and a ram offering for a burnt offering. Underline that. There's the second offering. Both without blemish and present them before the Lord. And tell the Israelites, take a male goat for a sin offering. So now talking to the community. they got to have a sin offering. A calf and a lamb. Male yearlings without blemish for a burnt offering. There's another one. An ox and a ram for a fellowship or a peace offering to sacrifice before the Lord and a grain of offering mixed with oil. For today, for the Lord is going to appear before you. So as they prepare for the Lord to manifest in front of them, they first are making preparations for an offering. Shout offering. Offering. Do you really want to know why you're missing the fire of God? Do you? Or do you want me to just preach three points of poem and we go home? No. Nope. So they, they know they have an appointment to meet with God and they're preparing for the appointment. 
How did you prepare to get here this morning? God forgive us that we spend more time putting all makeup on than we spend getting the word on. We spend more time preparing the flesh to get to church, which is supposed to be gone, than my spirit to get to church to meet with God. That's right. They have an appointment to meet with Him, and they're preparing to meet with Him. Did you put any preparation in the church today? Mm. Did you pray? Did you give up a meal? Did you invite anyone? What, what, what offering did you walk in here with to the Lord? Not just a $20 bill. What offering are you presenting to him? Right. Do you know, David, you're kind of old school. I like that about you. And, and, and we, we, as a culture, we've got away from customs. My pastor taught me, never go to someone's house without a gift. And so I've learned that. He taught me things like this. Don't go into the bathroom, turn on the water, and not clean up and dry up the water residue this morning. Right. And so I walk into the bathroom and I see Elder Canfield all the time washing all the water. Yeah. And, and I see any time that someone comes to the pastor and he goes somewhere else, he offers just a little gift, just something. We have lost honor in this culture. That's right. Yeah. We, we really have. And in this culture, they have a lot of honor in the preparation for God. So there's this consecration that's taking place because they're going to meet with God. We don't even know what that word consecration means. It means to make something sacred. Yeah. Meeting with God was sacred. Yes. Your meeting with God must become sacred. Mm. And when you don't take it serious, it's not sacred. And so they're going to meet with God and so they're taking it very seriously. So the consecration process, Moses calls Aaron together, all the sons, and they're getting the offerings ready. There is a consecration process that has to take place. And so for seven days, Aaron and his sons are going to stay camped out in the church, in the meeting place, before they go and give the offering. So out of preparation, simply to give an offering, to meet with God, they're going to spend seven days camped out in the church. Well, what happened if you had to spend seven days in church just to get ready to have church? <laughs> I asked people to pray at nine o'clock. I was like, oh, my. Come on. Come on. Seven days they had to camp out in the church before they could take the offering and present it to God. The ceremony lasted more than a week. And Aaron has just recently been ordained. That's the brother of Moses. Watch this. Aaron, the brother of Moses, has just been ordained just a few chapters prior, and now he's stepping into the role of ministry. You get ordained for responsibility. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. That is right. And when you have responsibility, you got to take it seriously. Yes. Yeah. Aaron, who's been hanging out with Moses, is now getting ready to step into his calling. When you hang out with those that are walking in their calling, you'll do a better job walking in your calling. Yeah. Yeah. You'll walk like those you walk with. I just choose to walk with lions. Let me hear you roar. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Moses has got Aaron. They've built the tabernacle. And, 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 and they're ready to get an offering to God. Seven days they're there with the sons camping out. Having fellowship, patient fellowship with the Lord before they ever get 
the offering to him. Stop trying to rush the experience with God. Yeah, that's true. Stop trying to rush your miracle. Yeah. yeah. Patient fellowship for seven days before they take the offering to the altar to meet with God. <coughs> now, they consecrated themselves, stayed set the way, just him and his sons for seven days, and then even though he's been separated for seven days in the church, on this eighth day, while they're getting ready to meet with God, present the sacrifice to God, Aaron first has to offer a sacrifice for himself before he can offer a sacrifice for others. Amen. Watch this. For seven days, he's in the church with just his sons, and yet his sin is increasing. He's completely isolated, just him and his sons, in the church house, Pastor Lily, and yet he still has to give an offering because hanging out in a religious circle won't make you holy. That's right. Come on. Amen. He was hanging out with his sons in the church house, and he still had sin that he had to atone for for himself. We ought to beg God for mercy today yeah. for the times that we have sat in a church house and got something irritated under our skin and got frustrated and our sin has amounted to be more than what it was before we walked into church because our flesh got in the way. We ought to beg God for mercy that we're in the, and thank God for it that we're in a new covenant because in the old covenant if we'd have walked into his presence with that skin on us we'd have fell over dead. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hallelujah. Yeah. So Aaron has to make a sacrifice for himself because even though he's camping out in God's house he's still sinning. God, praise God. Praise God. God, forgive us for sitting in the church and adding sin to our life instead of decreasing it. And so he's going to make an offering for himself. He's going to make an offering for the people in order for the fire to come because they really wanted the fire. You want fire? Yeah. So I want to look at these three offerings right here. So Aaron had to make an offering for himself before he could minister to the people. Because God does not need people that don't have their life put together trying to tell other people how to put their life together. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's Jesus true. echoed this. He said, you hypocrite. Yeah. You role player. Trying to tell everybody else how to get it together when you ain't got it together. Why are we so selective on the sins that we're passionate about? Amen. Come on. Preach that. Someone help me to understand I see posts going around, God will curse you, don't you participate in Halloween? I agree, you shouldn't participate. We're just going to show up in the dark season and be the light. Mm -hmm. Do you know the last time that we did an event like this, we had a thousand people on our property. That's right, God. yes. And we prayed with children. Yes. And that night, I found out some of the children that we prayed for, it was the first time they had ever heard a prayer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Shout, do it again. Do it again. Thank you, we will. I see, I see posts going around about homosexuality. I see posts going around about, about, about having sex outside of marriage. I agree. How come 
come nobody sharing any post about robbing God their tithes and offering and warning yeah. people that there's a curse that comes on you for that? I don't seem to see that one circulating around very much. I don't seem to see that being anyone passionate about that. When God clearly says, I'll put a curse on you. Come on. Come on. Why are we selective in what we're concerned about? That's right. It's not your selection to make. That's true. That was free. And so, so they're preparing an offering to meet with God to get the fire. Number one, there's a burnt offering. Write that down, burnt offering. I want you to see these three offerings. The, the burnt offering is the oldest offering in history and in the Bible. In fact, when Abel offered an offering in Genesis 4, most scholars believe, now we can't prove it, but a lot of scholars believe it was probably a burnt offering that he offered. The first time that we see a burnt offering in scripture is in Genesis chapter 8, when Noah gets through the flood, he presents an offering. Every time you get through a flood in life, you ought to give God an offering. That's right. Try. Amen. Amen. Try. Try. Yeah. Brett, I don't think I'm on. I said every time God spares you from the high waters of life, you ought to give God an offering. That's right. Amen. A free will offering and gratitude. Yes. I'm not trying to get into your wallet this morning. Quit thinking that. An offering is more than money. It wasn't money here. It was an animal. Yeah. But you ought to give God an offering when he gets you through the high waters of life. Amen. Right. Amen. And so God asked Abraham for a burnt offering with his son, and then he provided a ram. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to see this. This is so powerful. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. Can, you, can you flow with me when I try to teach instead of preach? Yeah. Amen. This is so powerful. Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to read it so I can get through it. After suffering through the nine of ten plagues, I said it right this time, don't it? After suffering through nine of the ten plagues, Pharaoh decided to let the people go from the bondage of Egypt. Watch this. But his refusal to allow the Israelites to take their livestock with them that was used to present a burnt offering brought the final plague upon them and set the people free. Mm. Yes, mm. Mm. Nine of the curses were released and he said, okay, let them go, but he wouldn't let them take the offering. That irritated so much, God so much that he wasn't going to give his offering that he sent that final plague upon him. Mm. How many offerings are you going to rob God from? He killed an entire Egyptian army and let that Pharaoh drown because he was trying to keep God's people from carrying their offering. Don't you ever let any devil, any situation, or any tribulation keep you separated from the offering you yeah. intend to present to the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's serious business. The Hebrew word for burnt offering simply means to ascend. To ascend. It literally means to go up in smoke. And so this is an offering where they place something upon the altar. After they remove the skin, they replace the 
animal on the altar, and the whole thing is burned. They don't eat any of it. It's consumed. The whole thing goes up like a fragrance, like a fire. It ascends up into the heavens. I love you enough to tell you this. The offering that you're giving to God, the attitude is a foul odor that disgusts him. Yes. Amen. It doesn't please him. And it doesn't get fire. It gets water. Because God wants that out. Amen. It's raining on you instead of fire falling on you. They gave an offering, the ascension, they offered something that would be a pleasing smell up into the Lord, but we consumed it all. Here's why God's not happy with the offering that we're, we're giving Him, because we're not burning at all. Mm. We're burning parts. Pastor Blake, they burned the entire animal. All of it. Shout all of it. All of it. There's parts of you you've not yet given to God, so God can't release the fire on you mm. to give you your memory. Amen. That's good. Amen. God is not waiting on you. God's not, you're not waiting on God to give the miracle. I want, to, I want you to say that. I want you to confess that. Say this. Say, I'm not waiting, I'm not waiting. waiting. on God. On God. You're not. You're not waiting on Him for your miracle. You're not waiting on him for your breakthrough. You're not waiting him on him for fire. As a church, we're not waiting on God for revival. We're not waiting on God for awakening. No, God's waiting for an offering. Yeah. And he wants all of you. Right. Amen. Every thought, every deed, every intention, every irritation, he wants it all. Yeah. And fire doesn't come until it's all. This is why my grandparents would have hallelujah meetings singing songs like, is your all on the altar? It was an acknowledgement of the sin nature. And the offering, the burnt offering was a request. Write this down. How many of you, this, this isn't to embarrass you, so don't raise your hand. This is, the, this is a wake up call. Say wake up. Wake up. Angie's always saying ring the bell. Don't you always tell me, ring the bell? Ring the bell. Say, ring the bell, preacher. Ring the bell, If I was to ask people that are ordained as deacon and elders, have been prior Sunday school teachers, I would bring you up here, say, finish my sermon, teach them about the rest of the offerings. Could you do it? But you could tell me about Bill Gates and conspiracy theories. But you can't tell me about this. I couldn't hand this to you and say, here, take it. And you do it? That's why. I want to know him and his ways more than I knew yesterday. Yes. So burn off and write this down. It was an acknowledgement of sin nature. And it was a request for renewal in the relationship with God. Now you want to think about that when we need to renew ourselves with him, we don't have to go get one of these animals and slice it up and burn it up and then have the seven days in the church. We can simply meet God at the altar where the sacrifice has been paid yeah. through the Lamb of Jesus Christ. We can meet Him at the altar and attach ourselves to that sacrifice yeah. and be renewed because of the offering that That's has right. been made. Amen. It's a request for renewal in my relationship. 
This offering had to be done every morning, every evening, every Sabbath, the beginning of each month, at Passover, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Trumpets, and at every new moon. Watch this. God really likes offerings. Yeah. Yes. The reason you're against them is because you haven't been in here. Yeah. Yep. It's true. Amen. The reason you resist when people ask you to live as an offering and to give yourself offering is because you have no fire. Mm. Shut fire. 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 So then there's the sin offering that he talks about. The sin offering was a sacrifice that was developed under the Mosaic law, which provided an atonement for our sin. But here's what the sin offering is. The sin offering is, is it literally, when you translate it from Hebrew, it means fault offering. Mm. We've been raised to call it the sin offering, but a translation could be used fault offering. This sin offering was to deal with the sins that were committed in the ignorance or that were committed unintentionally. Lord bless Jim right now. Heal him in Jesus' name. Thank you that he's here when he doesn't feel well. And I just pray that, pray that you bless him and heal him in Jesus' name. Bless him as a living sacrifice that is offering himself up yes, to you right now. Bless him, Jesus. David, I'm just calling you Dave. You may not like it, but I call you Dave. You know your Bible. You know your. You, I like you because you like you like values. I like that about you. God likes that about you. In our culture, we have raised up a church culture that's like, oh, you didn't know that was wrong. Well, that's okay. You didn't know it was wrong. Oh, you did that unintentionally. Well, we should just give tons of grace to that. That's okay. I want to show you in the Bible that the sin offering or the fault offering, there was an offering that was that was that was designed for the sins that you committed that you never intended to commit, but you committed that you committed them. All the sin matters. Put that on a t-shirt. All sin matters. We'll probably sell two. Pastor Blake says he'll get one. <laughs> you got to deal with your immaturities. You got to deal. You you got to deal with the sin that's caused because of your immaturity. Mm. You have to deal with the sin that you're doing that you don't intend to do. It still matters to God. Yeah. Sin is sin. And so there's an offering just to deal with unintentional sin. And the offering that had to be given. Very depending upon the status of the sinner. And so if you were a priest and you had an unintentional sin, the price was this. If you were new in the faith and you had an unintentional sin, your price was this. God expects more out of us that have been in this thing for a while. Yeah, that's true. And he demands more sacrifice and offering out of us. Yeah, that's true. Amen. Number three, there's the fellowship or the peace offering. Fellowship or peace offering. Anytime you hear one or the other, you put those two together. Now, I'm always saying kingdom over culture. Kingdom over culture. Kingdom over culture. 
So in the culture, a peace offering is like this. Jessica, I upset you. You're mad at me, so I'll give you flowers trying to make things better with us. Right? And so in our culture, a peace offering, I've made somebody mad, so I'm offering something trying to make peace between us. It's the complete opposite in the kingdom. It's not like that. There are three reasons for a peace or fellowship offering to be made unto God. Where I'm just offering something up unto the Lord because I love him and I bless him. It was a voluntary sacrifice. It wasn't one that was mandatory. It was voluntary. And it was given for one of these three reasons. Number one, as a way to say thank you. When was the last time you said thank you other than with your lips to God? It was a way to say thank you for, write this down, unsought generosity. God's people, they got fired, they presented themselves, and they presented offerings of gratitude for God's unsought generosity. Thank you, God, that you blessed me with a blessing that I didn't even see. Yeah, amen. I wasn't even looking for that person that showed up in my life, and you blessed me. I want to thank you, and I want to present an offering unto you. Number two, this offering, the fellowship or peace offering, was given alongside a fulfilled vow. So whenever you made a vow to God or an obligation to God, and when you fulfilled it, they would present the gift with God as they fulfilled the vow. See, there's some gifts you can't give to God because you've not yet fulfilled what you promised that you would do for Him. Yeah, that's true. Amen. Well, what do you need every time that, that, I, that I say I'm going to do something, I should give God a check with it? No, but you can give him a smile while you're doing it. Yeah, amen to that. Amen. No, but you can do it with excellence. Mm -hmm. As an offering unto the Lord as I fulfill my vow that I've made to him. Number three, it was to give thanks for God's deliverance in the hour of dire need. Mm. Yeah. And so when God was on time, in when I'm in the crunch and when I'm, I'm in a place of desperation where I'm in the need of a right now miracle and God provided, they would give an offering to God. Mm. How come God hasn't got anything from you this year other than your 10% tithe and you think that qualifies you for a miracle? Right. Why am I still in this job? Why am I still without my miracle? Why am I? God's up there like, when are you going to fall in love with me? Mm. Yeah. When are you going to make me the priority? Yes. Oh, I saw what you bought yourself. What you buy for me? Ooh. My wife and my daughter can testify that when I'm on the road, when I come back, I never come back empty-handed. And I never come back with something for me. I come back with something for them. You know why? Because I love them. Yeah. The absence of offerings in our life is a great indicator of the lack of real love that we have for them. Amen. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm preaching better than you're responding. <laughs> So those that were going to welcome the fire 
had to consecrate themselves. They were alone in the, in the tent seven days. They had to prepare the offerings. And these are the offerings that they prepared. Now watch this in verse 24. Do I have that, verse 24? If not, that's okay. You can get it in your Bible. Verse 22, I'm sorry. Here we go. Thank God. Look at that. I didn't even give you all my notes. I don't know how you got them. Thank you, Jim and Patty. Bless you for your offering unto the Lord. You could be sitting out here with everybody else, but you're offering yourself to the Lord. I appreciate that. And God bless you for that. Look at this, verse 22. So that now they've got the offerings. They've done it all. You can read through it. Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them. Who did you reach your hands towards this morning when you got here and blessed them? Mm. Oh, you were too irritated because something got under your skin that you're not supposed to have? On the way to give a sacrifice unto the Lord, Aaron, Aaron reaches out his hands to bless them. Who did you bless today? Wait a minute. Hold on. Look up at me. You didn't bless anybody, but you came to get a blessing from God? God said, love God, love people. Yeah. You haven't blessed anybody since you've been here because you're stuck on you? Come on. Because you were in a hurry or because you were offended or you were... You came here and you didn't reach your hand and bless anybody? But you want God to reach his hand and bless you? Are you, are you saved this morning? Are you a Christian this morning? Because if you're not blessing people, I doubt it very seriously. Aaron lifted up his hands toward the people and blessed them. He came down after sacrificing the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the fellowship offering. See, all three offerings were made. Elder Dale, I think we'll take three offerings this morning. Amen. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Give Moses and Aaron then entered the tent of meeting. And when they came out, they blessed the people. And the glory of the Lord appeared yes. to all the people. Yes. Fire came from the yeah. Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions that were on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and they fell face down to the ground. Here's how you get fire when you give God an offering. In the next chapter, I'm going to preach this. Don't you dare cancel anything you have, except for Pastor Kim is going to preach because I said I'm going to preach somewhere else, and you preach fire when you get there. And you be here next Sunday because it's so important because you can't offer an offering that God never asked you to offer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Some of you are deceived because you're like, I'm giving God this. God says I didn't ask for that, so that's not what I want. Yeah. He acts like you at Christmas when you get something you didn't ask for. <laughs> they got the offering right. And they got the fire. Amen. I said they got the offering right. And so they got the fire. Yeah. Amen. They got the offering right. And so they got the fire. 
that gave God a free will offering where they took off the skin and they placed everything on the altar and they consumed everything. Say everything. Get your all on the altar until you get you on the altar and all of you, you can resurrect Billy Graham, plug his hands on you and nothing's going to happen. Right. And then they dealt with their sin. Mm. The unintentional. Well, I didn't mean to get that upset. I didn't mean to say that word. I didn't mean to treat my children that way. I didn't mean to talk to my spouse like that. I didn't mean to make it a bigger deal. But you did, whether you meant to or not. Come on. Right. Come on. And God's word says, come together, let's deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Shall deal with it. Deal with it. So they got the offering right, and then the fire came. Mm, amen. And they shouted, and they fell down to the ground because God showed up in a great display. Seven times, shout seven times. Seven, seven times. Seven times in your Bible, God shows that His approval of sacrifice. Is done through fire. So look at that. They have that up there. Praise God. For, thank you for doing it. Thank them for doing that. Seven examples of God accepting fire, accepting the sacrifice by fire. This is how you know if your life that's being presented to God is acceptable. Has God set your life on fire? Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Abel offered a sacrifice. God said, on fire. Elijah, Aaron, David, Gideon, Solomon, goes on and on and on. Seven times the Bible put it in there so that you would see it. Fire comes when God approves of what's on the altar. We don't have fire in the church because God's not happy with what we've been putting on the altar. He's not happy with what's on the altar. I can't get up here and bless him and go out and curse somebody because they didn't do something my way. Amen. The miracle is not in the making. It's already made. Waiting to be released when the altar gets right. How's your personal altar you don't even have one. You don't even have one. You don't have a dedicated time to meet with God. You don't have a time to offer a sacrifice of prayer that deals with your sin. You don't have a time set aside to offer your time to God and to show God gratitude for the times that He saved your rear end out of a mess. You don't have that. Come on. You got time to play games on your phone? Come on. You got time to post? What we're offering to God. Yeah. It's what we're offering to God. Shout this. Favor, Favor is seen, is seen by, fire. by fire. Favor, Favor is, seen is seen by fire. By fire. Burn it all down. Burn, Burn it all down. Set me on fire. Set me ablaze. Set me ablaze. Hallelujah. Seven times, God shows that you know the way that he approves 
of the sacrifice is fire. Yes. Now watch this. Jesus was and is the sacrifice, the atonement for our sins. Amen. We don't have to go get all bloody again. That doesn't mean that you don't have to have an offering anymore. Come on, right. Because in Romans 1 it says, Therefore, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present yourself as what? A living sacrifice. Here's what's changed between Old Testament and New Testament. It's no longer a dead sacrifice. I've become a living sacrifice for him. Yeah. And my sacrifice is not to pardon my sin. My sacrifice is because my sin has been pardoned. Yeah. Yeah. Now watch this. How does God show that he approves of an offering? Fire. Fire. How does God show that he approves of an offering? Fire. How does God show that he approves of an offering? Fire. Jesus was the offering. And the offering had to be made at Pentecost. Because before it was Pentecost, it was what? What feast did Pentecost happen in? What was it? Someone Passover. The Feast of Weeks. We also call that what? Elder Skeens teaches on this. Elder, what do we call it? It's the first fruits offering. Yeah. The Feast of Weeks. Shove it. Shove it. However you want to say it. Shabbat. Shabbat. Touch your neighbor says, show me. Show that offering right up there on the look, look over to your other neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. My preacher is speaking. My preacher is speaking. He'll be on the knees. He'll be on the knees. So this is, this is God's set time. This is one of the feasts. And at the feast, we present what? An offering. Mm -hmm. So in Acts chapter 2. There they are, the women gathered upstairs. Come on. And the sacrifice has been made. Come on. The sacrifice has been made. Yeah. And it's the feast. It's the time for the offering. And they're waiting. And they're praying. And they're connected to the sacrifice that was made. And the Bible says, all of a sudden, there was a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And the Bible says that God came and fire fell upon them. And the Bible with your eyes. There was tongues of fire set upon them. Why was there fire at Pentecost? Because the sacrifice was approved by God Almighty. Glory!
came from heaven. Where did it come from? Heaven. It sounded like wind, but the wind was carrying a fire. Mm. It filled the whole house when they were struck. And tongues like flames of fire, shout flames of fire, flames of fire. were divided and appeared to them and rested on each one of them. When God approved of that sacrifice, fire came, and, and, and it looked like tongues on top of them, resting on them. Here's the problem. Here's why you can't conquer your devils. Here's why principalities are not paralyzed by you. Watch this. You're not connected to the offering, which is Jesus. Because those that meet Jesus at the altar and lay their lives down at the altar and get in covenant with Jesus, they get fire. And you can't see it, but the devils can surely see the fire that's still resting upon you. You know why people want me to preach? It's surely because I can pronounce all the words right. You know that? sick and they can get better. I got fire. And that fire is on me just to show that I'm in covenant with Jesus who laid down his life at yeah. the altar. And I met myself at the altar and I've decided I'm going to ride this thing all the way to heaven. When I get it wrong, I'll offer up God an offering. I'll spend time telling God I'm sorry. I'll spend time confessing my sin at this altar. I'm going to of God where we meet with God. Amen. 
It's time to get ourselves back on the altar so we can get the fire back on the altar. Yeah, that's it's true. time to have an awareness of how I'm going to walk on up into the presence of God. Because mm. God set them on fire because they got it right. Next week, I'm going to show you where God killed people because they got it wrong. In the New Testament. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You want something scary for Halloween? How's that? <laughs> Present yourself as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. The psalmist said this, the sacrifice that is pleasing to God is a broken spirit. It's a, it's a humble heart. It's a desperate heart. Mm. It's pleasing to God. Coming to God and telling God why you feel you're justified in your wrong is not pleasing to Him. A sweet and holy surrender to God. Coming to God and trying to justify my sin because God, you just don't understand the circumstances. You don't understand what I do. God, doesn't matter why you did it. You did it. Are you willing to lay yourself down at the altar of God? Present yourself as an offering, holy, pleasing, to the Lord. Stand with me, please. I don't know how many chances you get to get your miracle. I don't know how many times God's going to grace you with the opportunity to get it right before you step out into eternity. And eternity is awaiting. My friends, we have seen in this season people get a virus, they're here today, and they're gone tomorrow. Before the virus, we've seen people on their way home. Elder Bender, one of the greatest elders to ever grace the platform of World Harvest Church, was simply on his motorcycle, took a turn, a car didn't see him. He was gone from this world way too soon. I don't know when you're going, but I know you're going. Mm, yes. That's true. That's right. And you're going to stand before him. And your attitude matters. Yes. Yeah. Not just for your miracle, but for your seat in heaven. Yes. The offering that you give to God, it matters. Not just for your miracle, but to get to heaven. Mm. Close your eyes and I want you to see this and then we'll pray. You are going to see God face to face. Mm. Your knee will bow. Your tongue will confess. What kind of life do you have today to present to him? Because you have an appointment. You just don't know the day. God is so desperate to bless you. He's so desperate to prosper you because he's a good God. I'm a living testimony of how His grace wants to rebuild your life, cover your sins, and give you your best life right now. That's Amen. exactly what He wants to do. Yes. He went and died so we can have life in heaven more abundantly. Yes. It's so clear. Anybody can see that the Word of God declares God wants to bless you. He doesn't want you in misery. He doesn't want you in misery. Yes. 
And she reminded me last night. She said, David, she said, God saw you as a little boy in the closet that was hiding when you were going through abuse and when your mother was beating you so hard that the braces came out of your mouth and scarred you forever. God saw you in the closet and it was the will of God not for me to go through that but for me to come out of that. And he got me out of that mess. And set me right next to the preacher that I heard as a little children telling me that God could get me out. My God, he's so good. But he didn't just pull me out of that when I was a child. When I was a fallen, disgraced, backslidden, lying, cheating preacher. He still loved me. I just had to present myself a free will offering and deal with my sin and place it on the altar of God. And one step by another, he began to rebuild my life. He's given me the greatest wife the world has ever known right by my side. My beautiful daughter. He has blessed me financially. He has blessed me in the ministry. He has blessed me out of the mess. But it started with an offering. The fire was never absent. It was the offering that I was willing to give to God that was absent. Mm. I don't know if anybody can even see it. It's been so long. I just hear that song in my spirit. Is your all on the altar this morning? If it's not, come place it there now. Dear friend, come place your all on the altar this morning. Because I promise you, when you get all of you on the altar, God's going to release fire. That's right. Yeah. He won't change his nature for you. That's right. But you can get a new nature today Hallelujah. at the altar. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. You need to be real with yourself. You've been asking God to bless you with a miracle. You've been asking God to bless you. You've been so frustrated with your circumstance. You're shipwrecked. And you're always trying to rebuild the ship, but you need fire. And the only way to get fire is to lay yourself down at that altar and say, here is all of me. Come on. Several are coming and the force should be here. They're lying to God right now. You know you've been in the season of frustration. I want a new job. I want a new house. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want a breakthrough. Get yourself to the altar. I want God to rebuild my life. I want the fire of God to purify my life. Is your all on the altar? The only way to get fire is to present yourself. Now you're here, you're at the altar. Now begin to offer a sacrifice unto the Lord right now. Give God that offer of dealing with your sin right now. Come on. Begin to deal with it. The sin offering right now. That free will offering to dealing with sin. I didn't intend to do that. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that, but I did. Confess it unto God right now. Ask God to make you holy and pleasing in His sight so the fire of God can come. Come on. Come on, this can't be rushed. Cannot be rushed. Is your all upon the altar? My faults and my failures, my mishaps and my mistakes, is my all on the altar? My time is on the altar? My career is on the altar? 
My money's on the altar. My relationship's on the altar. My thoughts are on the altar. My heart and my feelings are on the altar. I'm on the altar. I'm on the altar. Here I am as a sacrifice unto you. Come set me ablaze. Come set me a fire. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, bless these that have come in reverent response to the cause. We understand today, Lord Jesus. Pray this with me, every, every one of you. Messages like this are not easy, but they're necessary. Pray this with me. Say, Lord, Lord we acknowledge, we acknowledge the, problem the problem has been with us. You've not neglected us. We've neglected you. Lord Jesus, we're embarrassed of what we've been offering. I'm so sorry for the time I've offered you. I'm so, so sorry. Of the little bit of time that I've given to you. I've been so distracted. Because I thought that mattered most. You mattered most. My time is yours. Lord Jesus. I'm sorry for my attitude. I'm supposed to represent you. Help me. Remove the skin. Remove the skin. I don't want to get irritated. In my flesh. Because I don't want to live in my flesh. As you have been patient with me, help me to be patient with them. Change me, not them. Make me more like you. Lord Jesus, forgive me for what I've been given in my finances. How can I ask you for more? When I rob from you, I trust you. I really, really do. So I give to you. Not because you want my money, but because you want my obedience. You want my faith. You want something. Substance. That you can set on fire. So help me. It's hard, Lord. When I look with my own eyes, I see the bills I can't pay. I see my precious child. But I'm not in the natural. I'm in the supernatural. I want to walk by faith. Not by what I see. So I trust you. Make a believer out of me. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. For the offer I've given to you in my relationships. I'm sorry that I've treated people as if they are common. Help me to give honor where honor is due. To hold in the highest esteem those that you said to lift up. 
Change me. Not them. Change me. Not them. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have got offended. I shouldn't have got frustrated. I shouldn't have acted like a devil. And I refuse to do it again. Lord Jesus, I present to you today my tongue. Take it. Here it is. Set it on fire. I'll never curse men again. I will bless you. And I'll bless your people. All the days of my life. Lord Jesus, sweet water and bitter water will not both come from this fountain. Bless Jesus. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for the way I presented my children to you. I'm really, really sorry, Lord, for the way I presented my children to you. They are my responsibility. They are my inheritance. My children are my legacy. And they're in ruins. And it's my fault. But it changes today. Lord Jesus, I lay my children on this altar. I lay them on the altar. Just like Abraham. Lay his son upon the altar. My children belong to you. Lord Jesus, I place my parenting on the altar. And I leave it there. I will parent them the same way. No more, no less than you have parented me. I will not provoke my children. I will love them. I will counsel them. I will be gracious and merciful in the name of Jesus. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my mind. I'm sorry for the thoughts that I entertain. I'm ready to take them captive. I'm ready to think new thoughts. I'm ready to think heavenly. God, here's my mind. I place it on the altar. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Very sorry. And I repent of my feelings. My feelings are not your feelings. My ways are not your ways. The heavens are higher than the earth. And your feelings are higher than mine. And so, Lord Jesus, I place my feelings upon the altar of God. Set my feelings on fire. Burn the spirit of offense out of me. Burn the spirit of irritation out of me. In the name of Jesus. Burn every hurt feeling. Every wound that I have in my feelings. 
Burn it up. Burn it up. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, if you feel like you've met God at the altar and you're really ready to present yourself to him as a living sacrifice and you feel like you're now qualified because you gave God the offering for my sin, which is my confession and clinging to the cross and I'm ready for the fire of Pentecost, then I dare you to stand to your feet and to give him 20 seconds of consistent, non-stop celebration.
on the night that Jesus was betrayed. Think about that for just a moment. How do you respond when you're betrayed? On the night Jesus was betrayed, he poured out his life. Yeah. Yes. Even for the one that betrayed him. God, give us that kind of love. Yes. Give us that kind of Christianity. On that night, he broke the bread. He lifted it up. He broke the bread. He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat this in remembrance. Take the bread and think about, dwell upon the brokenness everything he endured as your sacrifice. Let us eat together. In the same way he lifted up the cup. I want you to look at it. I want you to, I want you to you can open that. I don't want to rush this. I want you to look at that juice representing the blood. Just, just look at that. And think about the ounces of blood that came from his body. Christianity is a very serious thing. It's not just a bunch of hype and a bunch of parties. We shout and we celebrate and we have a good time because we understand the sacredness of what this cup represents. Amen. He gave his life. They, they placed that crown of thorns upon his head and he, and he dripped blood. That drips for you. Come on. Yes. That drip is for you, it's for me. Yes. So just think about for a moment. Think about where we come from. My God, come here, Amy. Come here. I, this is.
Somebody lead us in a song. I don't care what, and just from where we are, no music, no instruments, just set a fire, something. Just. You 
new death that we might know life. We honor your death today. We celebrate your life. Yes. And we pray that your life would continue to live through us. And all that we say and do. And we mean it with all of our hearts. Set this church on fire. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Pray this with me, if you need it. Lord, Lord. The, problem the problem is not the fire. It's our life as an offering. So we lay down our lives today at the altar. And if the fire doesn't come, we'll lay down our lives again. We commit to you today, Lord. We will get the offering right. That the fire might come. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your patience. And your gentleness and your goodness. And your gentleness and your goodness. We're going to get the offering to the altar. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Where there's the right sacrifice, there will be. The right fire. The fire didn't come the moment Jesus died. It didn't come the moment he was resurrected from the dead. It came on Pentecost when the offering was set to be given. Fire's coming. Get ready. God bless you. We love you. Enjoy the rest of your story.